I find it often funny when modern modernists or contemporary artists they say, oh, they're just painting reality as it is. You know, right. I, I find that hilarious because if these people that are painted, these images of people, would work, walk out of their paintings, oh I think God. Odd said. Yeah, they yeah. would look like persons from another planet, you know. <laughs> they would look like aliens. What the hell is that? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what are those creatures, you know? I'd like to thank our top sponsors, Anders Berge Christiansen, Marco Campos, Gerald Fountain, Fergus Ryan, and those who have chosen to remain anonymous for making this show possible. And welcome to the 23rd episode of The Cave of Apollos. Can you paint in a country where all our old masters are modern? And what do you tell young students, keenly aware of what the art world expects from them? Tonight's guest believes in using your Jungian dark side to avoid the captivity of political activism and cultural politics. He encourages classical painters to be outspoken and to stop fearing cancel culture, as classical painting has been cancelled already. <laughs> Stefan Bolter, welcome to the Cable Palace. Thank you very much. You are, my friend, an Icelandic painter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought we would start off with that quote, because that was a quote by you. Mm -hmm. In Iceland, all our old masters are modern. I yeah. never forget that. <laughs> and uh, it just struck me when we were planning this conversation. I mean, th this mm -hmm. painting on the wall here is made by yourself. Mm -hmm. And one should think that uh, it would be kind of difficult in a country where you don't have any classical old master painting, right? Yes. Um, but maybe we should just start with your education mm -hmm. and how you led how the technique my you... My development? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I started out, uh, I went to the States first, you right. know, like everyone was, you know, you're encouraged to do something practical. So mm -hmm. I went to study graphic design. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to study graphic design in Arizona. And... Uh, I soon found out that that was not my field <laughs> because I always wanted to do, you know, painting, even maybe illustration or something like that. Oh, yeah. And, because, uh, and I know a lot of painters I've met, they, mm -hmm. they've consciously gone to illustration departments instead yeah. of the art departments yes. to be actually, actually be able to learn something. Yeah, exactly. Something. You'll, 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 you'll yeah. learn something practical there. Yeah. But I went to study there, but I soon found out I had an illustration class and I enjoyed that the most. And I was allowed to do pastels and all kinds of stuff like that. And um, soon after coming home from being in the States, I, um, I met this artist uh, um, that introduced me to a school in Florence or gave me like a um, pamphlet. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I went to study in, in, in Florence. So that was not painting. the Florence Academy. No, it was not the. It's called it's the Instituto de Arte Lorenzo de Medici. Ah, uh -huh, okay. It's uh, it's a privately run school, but it um, the education I got there was painting, and um, but it was from a perspective of maybe 
it's quite different from the Florence Academy. Okay. I, know, I know of the Florence Academy. Yeah. I visited that school. So it's more expressionistic, impressionistic approach to painting, but it was figurative painting, nevertheless. Right. So we were learning techniques and um, yes, but the approach was quite loose, you could right. say. Um, but it I was mean, a good... In what way loose? Well, you know, it was not exact measurements. If you compare it, for mm. example, to Florence Academy, right. it's quite a gap between. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, so we were looking at modern painters quite a bit, you know, 20th century painters. Right. But, and, did, and, did... but we did look at, for example, Ott Nerdrum, and my teachers uh, introduced me to his work. Right. So part of slideshows, we would uh -huh. look at contemporary painters. You know, you would look at Lucien Freud and all these, you know, all the German expressions. Yeah. Uh, and Wyeth, was he mentioned? Uh... No, I don't remember yeah. Wyeth. No, I don't remember Wyeth. But I... I I'm thankful to my teachers there because mm. they, they introduced me to Odd's work and eventually when I finished my studies in Italy, I, I um, contact Odd and he invites me to come to Norway. Mm. So there's a long <laughs> s a story behind that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to go into it because no, I, it will I take just, the whole I, program. I just remember the first time I met you, I don't think I was uh, very polite. But okay. because you were suddenly knocking on the door, I didn't know oh, yeah, anyone yeah, was coming. Yeah, when I, I came to Oslo. <laughs> and I'm so and so, I was like, okay, um, I hadn't heard anything about no. it. <laughs> I can no, no, just no. let you in. <laughs> well, just another student knocking yeah, on the door, no, you know. Well, I, had, I didn't know, but... No, no, of course. You no, no, but he was very generous mm. and invited me. He had a big exhibition at Karvalstad, the Reykjavik Art Museum. Oh, yeah. And it was like a tremendously beautiful, amazing exhibition that... Uh, was really um, yeah amazing and a lot of people saw that and yeah. were inspired uh, by his just to uh, note that Karvalstadir uh, we'll get to the show thing, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the picture to the left here yeah. is a landscape by uh, Kjar Karval or Karval and it's a museum named after him yes yeah. yes he's right. our most probably renowned he's our you know it's it's like for Norway he's our monk right yeah. yeah okay yeah mm -hmm. So, uh, but in that school uh, in uh, Florence, did you learn anything like uh, uh, composition, narrative techniques or anything Not like that? Not really. I mean, the philosophy side was more, uh, you know, we were studying kind of postmodern philosophy. So oh. I was, for example, studying feminism in art. And, okay. and we read all the, you know, Walter Benjamin, uh, I don't remember, Foucault, Derrida, you know, all this, um, mm. all that stuff, you know. And uh, so we were encouraged to take a modern approach to our painting through mm. these philosophies. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of strange, you know, studying feminism and art in Italy, because that's like studying Christianity with the devil. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> it's not a very feminist uh, society. Yeah, but it's also an encouragement to, to be political then in what you do in some sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you would... I, it wasn't really pushed upon us uh -huh. in a way. It was kind of a choice and okay. we took our own routes. Right. And you weren't pressured to yeah. go any way. But that's kind of what we read. But, but you learned... Like basic uh, sort of old master techniques, also starting wet in wet, using impermatura, like stuff like that. Or yes, I mean, kind of. It's kind of difficult to say if there was a method or not. You okay, know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because it was a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. 
But I think it was a useful approach and uh, I'm kind of happy I took it before I came to Odd because in some ways I think especially when he was beginning paintings it related a little bit to that what I was doing there mm -hmm. you know so so his process of painting could relate a, a bit to what I was uh, doing in Italy in yeah, some respects I, 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 but he just takes it further you know he takes it once uh, or a few steps or many steps <laughs> a yeah. lot of steps further <laughs> yeah because I, I I guess if you should come for example from uh, uh, Florence Academy the ac um, academic yeah. way of working yeah. that uh, that odd Nerdrum's way of working might seem a bit um, like like Joachim Erikson, Erikson was on, on the yeah, show yeah, and talked about how he I saw that. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was candid camera because it couldn't figure out the method. Right? No, because it, it's kind of a crazy uh, method and uh, you can hardly put it into a uh, formula because uh, it's so wild. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I was like, Joachim, you know, that I noticed that also how crazy it was. Mm. And um, but like, OK, so what did you learn uh, at Aldenurum's place uh, at Aldenurum's studio that you mm -hmm. didn't learn in? Well, I mean, Italy? if I have to be totally frank, I think the most important thing I learned with Odd was probably um, the mentality, you know, philosophy right. and, 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 and uh, you know, self-reliance, things like that. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, technique is really important and lovely, and I learned a lot from him in that respect. But I'm saying the important thing was not necessarily that. Yeah. The you whole know, it, mindset. Yeah, the, the mindset of painting, the mm. mindset of, I mean, self-reliance and, and things like that. Yeah. And, and I think that makes you into a better painter. Right. You know, the attitude you bring to what you're doing. Right. And, but you can learn technique, you can see how people do things, and you can imitate it because that's the way you learn. And, um, and that was very practical and useful. And of course, I did that, mm -hmm. you know, because I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more, and I felt that I hadn't learned in Italy everything I wanted mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I see his work, it's like a shocking, you know, how can a person be doing that now? You know, this is not reflecting our time. You know, it's like from another universe. Right. Yeah. yeah, because that's also an interesting thing. I mean, I, I wanted to get to the sort of the, mm -hmm. uh, the crafter of your yeah, your yeah. painting here. Yeah. Uh, but but speaking of that, this and that's I guess is some of the topics will sort of stray. You will be sort of mm -hmm. drunk talking here from topic to topic. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's and uh, but but um, that's something I find. Mm -hmm. um, that you, you you're grown up with like a friend of mine said mm -hmm. you learn these things through osmosis yes, that yes, yes. he should reflect his time yes. why doesn't he yes. <gasps> how horrible yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, I've used that example because mm -hmm. I think it's a good example that mm -hmm. I was painting a self-portrait mm -hmm. and I saw Leonardo the, Leonardo, the, mm -hmm. the one of um, St. John where he's standing like this yes yes that one yep. and I thought okay well I'll try that that, that moment mm -hmm. and I was like but that's not original and I, that was like an immediate spine reaction. Mm -hmm. And then I, I talked yeah. to him about it and he said, well, yeah, just yeah. make it better than Leonardo. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. But, that, but that, and there are countless examples of that, mm -hmm. that you have just internalized mm -hmm. things you just yes. through osmosis. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. And you need to be aware of that. Yes, and, and you aren't aware where those ideas come from. They just came somehow right. through your blood. And that's why without knowing the 
roots of it. Yeah, and that's why you take them as yeah. sort of uh, truth, right? Mm-hmm. As gospel. Right? Uh, yeah. But I think that's uh, the important thing, as you mentioned, that, mm-hmm. that it's mm, perhaps the greatest takeaway mm-hmm. is the mentality that you mm-hmm. can learn at, at yes. the Nordrum Studio. Yes, I think so. And uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I think that is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, yes, it, it's, it is the technique and you see how he layers and scrapes down his painting and builds it up yeah. o- o- over a long time. And you see the usefulness of that attitude mm. or that approach to painting, which is incredibly important. Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So there was a lot to learn also from that side. But I, I would say the important side is the, is, the, uh, is the personal side of it, not necessarily the technique. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's funny because I don't know that I haven't heard of that school that that you went to, but no, I've, I've been no, thinking about it. I, I, mean, I don't. So I, I mean, yeah, my I I'd say my my teachers uh, Rose Shakinovsky and Claire Gavronsky, they were like held up the reputation of the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were two South Africans, right, and they were quite sought after teachers. But I couldn't really recommend the school unless they were teaching. Actually, oh, I mean, it okay. was a big school, but. Uh, and a lot of foreign students coming there to get their, do seminars or to take part of their degrees, mm. you know, American students and mm. from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it was like a diploma kind of an education. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get to uh, your painting here yeah. on the wall. Yeah. And this is made when? Uh, maybe 2014, 13, 14, something right. like that. I don't right. remember exactly. Right, and that's yeah. that's the art historical question. This is typical of your work. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if my if I have typical work. <laughs> I kind of have multiple personalities sometimes. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. I have this like um, other me's, you know. I have, so so I'm attracted to different. Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde. Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde, which maybe we'll talk about. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I, I find sometimes in painting that I, I have uh, multiple personalities mm. painting, you know. Right. So, so sometimes uh, I approach a painting very quickly and sometimes layered and worn. It depends. Like, so because, so yeah. how specifically did you work with this one? Just to sort of get well, to, kind uh, of in an alla prima, you know. It's yeah. it's painted rather quickly, you know, wet and wet. Uh, yeah, it's a rapidly painted painting. Mm. And, you know, I'm not painted, uh, painting it in many layers or such, mm. uh, not this time. Mm. But um, so, you know, painting thickly at, um, and, and accurately at once, but in a few days maybe. And uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm not really glazing it or anything like that. Well, is it quite similar to what, uh, what you show in the bonus material when you start that portrait? Yeah, you could yeah. say I'm working a little yeah. bit in that way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think... It, kind it, of wet on wet. Right. Yeah. Because I think uh, one thing that is really important, and that's, that's coming back to what you naturally would mm-hmm. think when you want to be a skilled painter. Mm-hmm. You think, well, that means a lot of detail and everything mm-hmm. shall be yes. quite perfect. Accurate. Right? Uh, and I remember yeah. doing a nude and there was... 
I was quite yeah. unconscious, yeah. right? Yeah. Was, this was before I started with the, with the yeah. And he was sitting there with a the, with the modern, uh, some trousers on, and there was yeah. a, the brand of the, mm -hmm. the, the factory mm -hmm. producing them was there, and I painted mm -hmm. that too, you know, mm -hmm. because everything yeah, should yeah. be really... Yeah, it should be as you saw it. Real. Kind of, right? yeah, real, <laughs> real. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, exactly. that, that's so ironic yeah. that, that you have this idea that you shall be really yeah. skilled, yeah. Yeah. but you turn yeah. out as sort of the opposite yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah, it, but you kind of have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. And I think almost mm -hmm. many figurative painters go through that process of, yeah. of you yeah. know, having to have it uh, that way, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But then maybe, and like maybe we'll talk about, you know, <clears throat> temperament or character that develops, you know, w yeah. when you figure out what kind of a painter you are, you know, it's like, and that may take time, and I don't mean it in, a, in an originality, sense of originality, mm. but more of, you know, are you a quick painter, or are you, do you love to work layered? Mm. You know, are you like someone who's making an icon over weeks and delicate little yeah. work? You know, or, or, you know, because I think it's important, and I use this for my, for my also for my students when I'm teaching. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm teaching at the school in the north of Iceland. Right. Um, okay, but we're going into yeah, okay. different directions. Yeah, it's okay. Because I want yeah. want to yeah. to uh, uh, to get that. Uh, okay, just to sort of work yeah. a bit more on the context here, mm -hmm. because as yeah. we promised, we should yeah. talk a little bit about how on earth could you yeah, be able yeah. to paint yeah, in yeah, Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not <laughs> well, really. If, yeah. if we go, uh, yeah. we have these three examples here. Yeah. And am I correct to say, I mean, okay, I can introduce, um, well, this is Kjarvald yeah. on the left, and then there's Einar Jonsson, and, and then you have Jon Stefansson. Jon Stefansson, yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, Jons, uh, with Jonsson, the sculptor in the middle mm -hmm. here, uh, obviously you very seldom sculpt landscapes, so yeah, yeah, you yeah, tend yeah, to sculpt yeah, figures, right? Yeah, yeah. But in painting, there's mm -hmm. not really a, a representational tradition in terms of figurative no, you painting. Can, can't really say that. I uh, mean, maybe their early work. At least not in the sense of narrative painting action no, going on. No, really. Like no academic painting, no, no naturalist painting. No, it's painting. almost non-existent. Right. I mean, you might have one and one painting. Maybe that's some uh, when they went to study in Copenhagen or Rome, right. because everyone went there that could. Yeah. yeah. And um, wow. many, or they yeah <laughs> even to Norway, the, I mean, some of them probably. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, when is, uh, for example, uh, uh, this painting by Carol, do you know when it's painted? Or at least when he was uh, active? No, I just have to confess, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but this like, like is probably on the middle of his career, I would think. He's probably not, it's not, not so early, but uh, early middle, I would guess. And that's around what years? Oh, it's difficult to say. I don't know. Early... I mean, I would guess maybe in the twenties. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 1920s. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, I have to confess, Magnus. Yeah. So, so there's really no figurative tradition in the Icelandic. Uh, no, you have folk history. art. You right. know, before I mean, you look at the centuries, nineteenth century. You have a lot of folk art. Mm. Art. Mm. You know, people, farmers, or like amateurs in a way that. Right. I mean that. The, Good things, amusing things, and they did it with genuine, you know, intent. Right. But um, but of course, Iceland was very primitive at that time. Mm. We don't really come into, you know, modernity, you know, until the twentieth century. We are farmers, fishing, 
poor nation that is very primitive mm -hmm. in, in many respects. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of art, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our surroundings mm -hmm. before that. Uh, but, but, the, but folk art, we did have, you know, right. yes. carvings then, and things like that. But Aina Jonsson is quite, uh, seems to sort of pop out of the whole... Yeah, as, as he said himself, he's a heretic, you know. Right. So he's kind of a symbolist and he came also from yeah. a very poor background, you know. And, um, but he, someone, you know, discovered his skill and uh, they helped him to go and study. Whether it was Rome and Copenhagen, I think it was, yeah, at least Rome. And so he was sort of... Um, so he was kind of discovered and helped, you know, yeah. assisted. But, but he's sort of given the direction of whatever representational painting you have more in later years? or Yeah, I mean, I mean, he kind of, he's, he stands kind of alone. Mm. There's, it's very hard to find anyone similar to him. Right. But I find some of my most affinity with him mm -hmm. because he is... Uh, his work is more realist, you could say, you know, it's, it's, but it is, uh, I mean, it has a taste of fantasy or, or symbolism. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of crazy with, uh, yeah. stuff also, you know, because he was uh, working with his own spirituality through his work and uh, Christian symbolism and all kinds of things like that. But he did it in a wild way, mm -hmm. you could say. Well, somewhat reminiscent of uh, Vigeland in uh, yeah, Norway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's in, some uh, some yeah, familiarity. Yeah, but even more sort of pure symbolism. Yes, in some yes, way. very. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's very um, studying his own deeper life. Mm. You you have that feeling, you know. Right. He's kind of studying yeah. his uh, and bringing that into his. Uh, mm -hmm. his. But he did, of course, some, uh, many famous sculptures uh, that stand around Reykjavik and the country. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, one thing that, that uh, surprises me, of course, with the background of mm -hmm. coming from the Nerdum Studio, mm -hmm. is that, of course, I'm, I'm used to looking at the Icelandic landscape and I'm thinking about yeah. paint, painters yeah. now yeah. as, you know, a gold mine mm -hmm. where you can have something going on, an action mm -hmm. going on, mm -hmm. and you can have the landscape mm -hmm. underline that mm -hmm. action. Yes. Somehow, yeah. technically speaking, you could say that somehow uh, the, uh, there are similarities mm -hmm. with what I talked about with Adarian uh, about uh, concerning Ibsen, mm -hmm. where the visual signifiers mm -hmm. in a play underline the, the sort of the mental, yes. uh, psychological yes. content. Yeah. But the, there's not too much yeah. of that. I mean, even with Kerval, uh, which who, as far as I understand, is the best painter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least of these two examples yes, with yes. Stefansson. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more sort of uh, registering it than than making it, uh, giving it some kind of a symbolic content. Yeah, I mean, of course, when he develops a little bit, uh, develops or changes later on, you know, it becomes more modernistic mm -hmm. in a way. So, so you have all kinds of uh, almost like elves or creatures or spirit uh, people oh, right, coming right, right. into the landscape imaginary you know mm. figures that are quite loosely painted into mm. into the you know this is maybe more like his earlier material okay, where it's okay. a, li a little yeah. bit you know more in touch with a classical kind of r roots right and um, but the, in a way they're all inspired by what is happening in Europe you know with um, impressionistism uh, and and the the isms that come thereafter, mm -hmm. and and they're kind of Sasanian, you know, painters, and they're influenced by what is happening 
in Europe, mm. you know. Mm. So they, they're changing. They might have started out a bit more, you know, more... Fairly uh, classical. Yes, yeah. fairly classical, but they develop quickly away from that. Right. Because I, I, it always strikes me when you look at sort of the early modernism, mm -hmm. like you, you can see Sotin or mm -hmm. different painters like that, mm -hmm. if that sort of had been the end station for yeah. art, so, yeah. so to speak, the, yeah. the situation could be yeah. sort of tolerable because yeah. we would be talking about painting at least, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, but but then and, and that's why it's so interesting to, to uh, talk to you because mm -hmm. you mentioned mm -hmm. that you uh, teach at a school mm -hmm. in uh, Akureyri, yeah, is it yeah. in, in, Akureyri, in the north? north of Iceland? Yeah. yeah. So so that's the, the thing um, uh, um, that I talked about in the in the introduction here. What well, like if you just take the temperature on, mm -hmm. <laughs> on the sort of uh, what young students today generally think, what they expect, what they want to learn, what, like how... Yeah, there's a total disconnect between what the students want and what the art world kind of expects of them. I right. mean, that's quite obvious. Uh -huh. Because when they come to school, and this is my experience, and I hear it from even people that go to the academy, that they want to learn a craft. Yeah, because you you're know. teaching in a private school. Yeah, I'm uh, teaching at a private school, a very uh, small school. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you okay. know, it's very small, like a few students. Yeah. I mean, it has been bigger, but it's shrinking the school now. Right. So it's getting less funds. But you're, the, what the students want when they come there is... Yeah, they, they, majority of them, I would say, want to learn some kind of a craft. Mm. And it's almost always that way. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, what, what the art world, if you go to a contemporary art museum, it's not about craft, it's about the idea. So what they want and what the art world wants is totally different. Right. Yeah. So they some, sometimes they are able to adopt to the new situation. You know, they see what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah, it's kind of rules. You know, you have to follow mm -hmm. the rules. Mm -hmm. And so they change. Some, some are stubborn and they just uh, keep on going with what they... Uh, originally wanted, <clears throat> but uh, then, of course, maybe most of them drop out mm -hmm. because they don't find place anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, they drop out of just becoming a creator of something, you know. Right. Yeah, and or I an artist or something like that. Yeah. And I guess then we're back to what you mentioned uh, with uh, the mindset. Yeah. yeah. Because one thing that that, uh, um, that strikes me is... is the problem of this cult of originality mm. yeah, and yeah. you mentioned yeah. character yeah, yeah, what yeah. character or temperament yes. uh, you have yeah. as a painter and how does that yeah. how is that not a sort of modern originality concept you want to explain what you mean yeah. by that yeah i mean i i just think uh, that it would be better for them instead of thinking too much about because they eventually come to that stage when they're thinking they want to make original Pieces, right. And they believe yeah. that that's yeah. their aim. They should make something that no one else has done. Put their fingerprint on it, you know? Yeah. This is me and no one yeah. else does it. I mean, I, I saw know. in a yeah. in the Facebook group, uh, it was, yeah, whatever, and this, I think she was just an amateur and said, yeah, yeah. she wrote, now I've been criticized of being original and I don't know what to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And she was just completely yeah. shattered by, by that. By, sort of Caught, yeah, like, called un unoriginal. So it's called unoriginal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. She was like a prisoner of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't do anything anymore. Yeah, it's very frightening, yeah. and they are terrified of it. Yeah, yeah, they are really terrified. And uh, and I tried to, 
explain that they shouldn't be terrified of doing what they actually want to do, you yeah. know. And originality, and uh, what I try to point out, that they don't have to force this originality thing upon themselves. Right. You know, if originally originality happens, then it just happens by coincidence. Right. You don't have to force it. You know, mm. I don't mm. have to create a method or search for something that no one else has done before. Uh, or uh, And rather focus on your temperament, mm. your character, and what kind of a person you are, you know. Right. And uh, look a little bit inwards, but not look, you know, what everyone else is doing, you know. Unless to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I mean, you, you have to learn. <laughs> you must copy some. And, uh, and uh, yeah. But but get then good examples. If you if you are to study someone, you want to learn something, then you then you have to be picky about who you're going to uh, uh, be your idol or your your um, right. And then your, you have... your 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 kind of aim for you know yeah, yeah, because yeah. you don't hit on a mark that you don't aim for. Right, right. So so it's important to choose and to look at. And I tell them to to uh, to look at you know, as the history of art or the history of creativity as a goldmine, you know, mm. as though right. there's no time, as though there is no, uh, no past or future. There is everything the same at the same time. Right. Yeah. And so you can just go anywhere and find your, you know, who is going to be your teacher? Is it going to be Titian or is it going to be, you know, and, and but they're a little bit afraid of that. I have to look at someone modern or contemporary. Yeah, and I think that is. And I understand that acceptance because everyone wants acceptance, you know, especially you know in the arts, you know, you want want people to be kind to you and things like that. And uh, so so they seek that, but they don't have. Uh, sometimes they don't have the patience because it's it's a life thing, you know, mm. being being a creator or a painter. It's a life process, mm. and it doesn't have to happen in a year, two years. Maybe it'll happen in ten or twenty years, and you'll be doing your best works in thirty years. Right. You know, it's a long run, but there's a lot of impatience. It has to happen quickly, and um, they want recognition quickly, and you know, it has to. They want quick results, so I have to teach them. You know, I tr I try to teach methods that are that give them quick results, you know, because I don't have them for that right, long okay. of a time, but, you know, only from a point, painter's point of view, you know, but I, I can't really tell them what they're supposed to do regarding so the art you, world. You can show, show them a specific technique to create a realistic image. You can tell them, yeah. don't freak out about originality and try yes, to find Yes, yes, yeah. But, but, yeah. But just understand, yeah. I mean, um, there's a there's a Norwegian fiddler uh, Knut Hamre who said I think mm -hmm. the most profound thing about originality I've ever ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originality are the faults you make as you imitate your master. Mm -hmm. So that's of good. course it happens yeah. to be recognized yeah, yeah, as yeah. something you've done, but that's yeah. not what you strive for it's because you, and for, unfortunately yeah. you're able to see that I did it. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, it's not yeah, as yeah. good as what I wanted yeah, it yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, that to me was like yeah. set a little bit of a sort of click in my brain yeah. because that sort of put it in place, yeah. right? I, I find sometimes when I'm teaching, I'm doing a self-help course. Right. Know? No, because I, I'm right. trying to make them independent right. of the art world. You know, how are right. you going to work this out? You know, 
because yeah. Yeah, yeah. most of them are not going to be accepted <laughs> unless they totally radically change their personality right. and what they do, their ideas. They must almost become a new person. Hmm. And uh, rather than going that false way, I would call it false, uh, you know, just grow, be stubborn, be brave, hmm. you know, and, and uh, take your time. Don't be impatient because it takes a long time. But you will be rewarded because even though the art scene might not, ex uh, you know, um, accept you, mm. someone else will, and some other people, you know, that are in your in your spirit, they will right. see what you're doing, and they will, you know, encourage you. Yeah, because I'm, th I'm thinking of like one thing I remember Nordrum mentioning was mm -hmm. was we don't all have to make huge compositions. No, of course not. Like for example. It, if you should imagine Andrew Wyeth mm -hmm. doing great Baroque works in yeah, oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. would perhaps be a catastrophe. Yeah, perhaps. But he found yeah. you yeah. Know, what Campbell yeah. calls yeah, yeah. his bliss, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes. he just went for that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like a, lo a little universe. Yeah, yeah. And it's really not, he, he makes a huge universe from yes. a small world. Yeah, yeah. He, so, he makes that into gold, right? Yeah, it's sort of really, yeah, on the yeah, surface yeah. naturalistic uh, yeah. depiction of something yeah. 1950s scenery or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not that yeah. at all. And it kind of transcends uh, time in a way. Uh, Even though you can see something that reflects, uh, you know, you'll see a motorcycle uh, in his uh, painting, or yeah, you know, but, you'll see some objects yeah. that are modern. But he does it in a way that transcends the his time. I think. Yeah, I well, I know that. Thing about the motorcycle, but no, I, no, I but don't I think mean, that's the best one. <laughs> <That's, laughs> no, but uh, I, I just say that, you know, just for an example, you know, yeah, because yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, I mean, it's just his little world there, yeah. the people that he knew, yeah. the farmers, uh, yeah. the fields and the grass and the buildings. It's really quite simple if you think about it, but it's so grand mm. at the same time. Mm. And and I like that this creating uh, yeah. as Odd has of course done his in his own yeah. work he created a, a universe and, and that I'm is totally unique. I've been thinking about that. So you know, if for example, if you're concerned with Georges Latour yeah, yeah. or whomever, yeah, yeah. and they well, he's not that known, so maybe you wouldn't be too criticized mm -hmm. of not being yourself. No, no. But then if you start thinking really timeless mm -hmm. and you, you start thinking about how there are certain temperaments, mm -hmm. certain characters yes. that are reborn throughout history. Yes, yes, yeah. And yeah. if you sort of, yeah. for the sake of argument, uh, yeah. consider, think about that, you are that person mm -hmm. who was born in the 17th yes. century yeah, 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 yeah. and then you mm -hmm. should not al be allowed to be yeah. that person anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it your fault that there's another yeah. person yeah. who had the same urges, same yeah. uh, mentality or whatever exactly. as you? Yeah. And like, it's so strange because, you know, if it were true what is said about the development of art, mm -hmm. you know, that we go from one point to the other, to now, then we would all be conceptuals. You and yeah. me, we would all be doing yeah. video installations and uh, ready-mades. We would, but why are we not doing that. I grew up going to such exhibitions right. when I was tiny. Right, I mean, right, my right. brother would take me to exhibitions. I would go with my mom and dad. And yeah. I was looking at a lot of conceptual art when I was tiny, right. you know, and it hasn't changed since that, then right. at all, right. really. It's the same mentality. So why, how come there are people that are, you know, 
even young people now, born now, or how come I, you know, go against this uh, this trend? You know, right. is there something wrong with me? <laughs> There's something wrong with your with your genes. I mean, yeah. I've, I've I've mentioned it before, but Campbell mm. talks about this thing how uh, there are certain things that a human being needs mm -hmm. rituals in some form mm -hmm. and if that those are not given to him in the worst case scenario you can mm -hmm. cut off from reality yes, yes, and go yeah, literally yeah. become a schizophrenic yeah, yeah. right because you what your body needs is not given to you yeah, somehow yeah, absolutely but yeah. um uh, but but that that is so strange then mm -hmm. you know um this thing about being original mm -hmm. and i presume the same people would would ridicule that idea of um uh, i mean especially mm -hmm. to be political a little uh, mm -hmm. yeah, second yeah, here yeah. libertarians are mm -hmm. accused of being try, trying to be islands onto themselves yeah, like yeah. oh you don't need anyone else yeah, right yeah, yeah. and that is a criticism yeah, yeah. but if you go back to art now mm -hmm. you have to be original mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then they're they're saying if you meet yourself from 400 years ago mm -hmm. or from tw or today, mm -hmm. some painter you can learn from. Mm -hmm. You shall not have contact with that mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. You should be separate from other people. Mm -hmm. And we know that if there's mm -hmm. one thing that leads to a mental breakdown, mm -hmm. it is isolation. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's it's, it's com completely absurd yeah, yeah, <coughs> that absolutely. that you would demand that of people at yeah. the same time criticizing individualism, mm -hmm. which is they have some kind of a I mean, originality is some kind of uh, perverted idea of mm -hmm. individualism, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but uh, then you have that, that point then. The, the students are coming to you. And they what? The, the students are coming yeah, to you. Yeah, the students are coming to me. And they want to learn this technique. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I think that that's where we're coming to the mm -hmm. swearing in the church uh, yeah. department here. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when it comes to being a skilled mm -hmm. painter, mm -hmm. Who's the better painter, Bogoro or El Greco? Well, do you know what I think is the difference? One is pretty, another is beautiful. I, I think I think you know, Bogoro makes pretty paintings. Right. Uh, El Greco makes beautiful paintings, and I think there's a, dis there's a distinction there. Okay, and what you do know? you mean by pretty and beautiful? Well, pretty is like oh, you see a pretty girl, you know. Mm. Oh, she's pretty, but when you get to know her, she's not so pretty. But the beautiful, you know, person has more than just the outward. Mm -hmm. You know, it has okay. an inner life kind of. So I, 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 I say it that way. But I just find it strange that you would take Bouguereau as a ideal. I mean, I see that a lot with some contemporary right. painters. Yeah. And I find it a little bit weird, especially when you have so many other greats. But then why would you take him? Right. You know, you, why not That's, look at Paolo Arenas or Titian or Franz Hals, Rubens, Rembrandt. I mean, I could keep on and on and on right, and right, on. Right. And, uh, but I understand, you know, it's really... The craft is amazing. Mm -hmm. I agree. But there's still, for me, there is a little emptiness in it. And mm -hmm. it lacks a little bit of a caricature that you see in so much great painting. Right. It's a little bit of a strangeness that is missing. It's almost right. too naturalistic right. or, you know, d just there's something not off. You know, it's, it's good if it's just a little bit off. Mm. Uh, and I think that's sometimes a result of character. You don't have to, you know, like we, say, like we were talking about. 
So, I mean, you could take, for example, artists like uh, like Helena Scherfbeck or, or Kathy Kollwitz, you know, or El Greco. There's a lot of weirdness going on, even Fragonard or something. You can, there's all, you know, or Watteau. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's strangeness to these things that mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm attracted to that strangeness. Right. And um, because I, I think yeah. we need to, to dwell a little bit on that <laughs> to really understand a bit more yeah. what that is. Yeah, because yeah. Um, didn't you mention in one of our conversations prior okay. to this, yeah. this idea of, and I'm putting words in your mouth here, sure. uh, that Bougaro, well, if he is pretty, mm -hmm. uh, El Greco is more of a caricature, but not in a, a ridiculous or, or, uh, or uh, yeah, uh, a derogatory a, sense. No, no, not in a derogatory, you know, no. Because I think that that's something that, that, um, uh, th that whole approach mm -hmm. is something I see in mm -hmm. your work too, in mm -hmm. the sense that mm -hmm. you, are, you do not get caught mm -hmm. in detail. But no. that's one thing in a purely technical yeah, sense. Yeah, in a technical right. sense. I right. mean, of course, I sometimes do. It depends a little mm. bit which personality is painting. But yeah, if it's Hyde or Jekyll, you know, Mr. Yeah. Hyde or yeah, Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. But um, no, but I, I just think there's something lacking there in, in, in Bouguereau, for me at least, as an ideal. Mm. You see what I mean? Uh, so, so I mean, I mean, with so much to choose to, uh, choose from, you know, I, and I just really love to hear why. Mm. But there probably must be uh, explanations somewhere. Somewhere I, can I, tell me I, why we should look at. But I, I see so many painters do it, and I'm always yeah. flabbergasted in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yogi talked about the, you know the, the actual uh, painterliness of it. And there's definite qualities oh, there. Ab absolutely, think, it's amazing. I think yeah. perhaps one absolutely. thing that yeah. that uh, is appealing to him somehow subconsciously yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're coming back to the whole uh, mindset mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. When you when you've uh, through osmosis more or less mm -hmm. unconsciously yeah, yeah. have accepted that <clears throat> when you make a painting, you are making paint on canvas. Mm -hmm. You are not creating a drama, a story, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then, of course, there mm -hmm. are things going mm -hmm. on in Bogoro's mm -hmm. paintings, but if you compare him to mm -hmm. uh, El Greco, yeah, the vibrant uh, yeah. energy yeah, yeah, of El yeah, Greco yeah, 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 that yeah. he has, which, which is yeah. a major for, mm -hmm. uh, force mm -hmm. in, in the, sort of the, mm -hmm. the, the intensity of these mm -hmm. uh, pictures, or, uh, or uh, Goya, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, Bogoro does mm -hmm. not have that. Mm -hmm. And I think in that sense, you can see mm -hmm. Bougaro as, as quote-unquote modern, mm -hmm. in that he, to a certain degree, sort of appealed to the, the aesthetical indifference. Yeah, yeah, yes, right? yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. that's, I, that's why I think... So I'm saying it's just a little bit more on the surface, you know, not that that's bad, because mm. I like that, mm. you know. The surface, it's beautiful, you know, or pretty. <laughs> so so yeah but but i think there's like another level there like you're uh, we're mentioning other painters and they're taking it a little bit further uh -huh. i can't really explain why i feel this way or you know what it is 
exactly. Well, I can't, uh, you know, I don't have the exact explanations, but it's a gut feeling I have. There's something, mm -hmm. something not. Because I, I think you there. can, yeah. in any instance, you can at least start with some specifics. Mm -hmm. The technique of it, yes, yes. As I mentioned, like, yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. at least is a technical yeah. similarity yeah. between what you're doing yeah. and yeah. The, the names you're mentioning yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing that that I really was sort of you know, shocked by, or, or really yeah. impressed yeah. me, yeah. or yeah. impressed itself upon yeah. me, uh -huh. was when we're we're doing the hunt of an odd nerdrum, mm -hmm. and we went uh, uh, we went to the Brancacci ca Chapel mm -hmm. yes, in, yes. in Florence yeah. with Masaccio yeah. and you have Mussolini and, yeah. and yeah. a couple of others. Yes. Yeah, anyways. And when you look at, uh, I, I think Masaccio shows really clear, mm -hmm. I, I would say, mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because it's not sort of perfect, sort of no. quote-unquote photographic yes. modeling yeah. these yeah. things yeah. with all yeah. details yeah. and yeah. draperies yeah. Yeah. and whatever. Yeah. It's sort of caricatures mm -hmm. or or exaggerates the forms a, make them more, make them yes. more geometrical yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this sounds very yeah, sort of yeah, modernistic that's yeah. not the point at no, all no no but, but i know i'm still yeah, yeah. going <laughs> because if you compare massage them mm -hmm. to the way for example mussolini yeah. is handling yeah. the draperies yeah, yeah. then he yeah. gets lost in the sort of to yeah, show that yeah, he can yeah. paint draperies right uh, and i'd like to add one thing because yeah. when you look at the painting you look at it all at once yeah so you know because we're not made to see everything as clearly everywhere, you know, you're, if I'm watching you, you're the focus point, but uh, things on the side here are blurred. Yeah. So, but sometimes in painting, we, we tend to, I mean, I do that too, and a lot of painters do it, but in a different degree, do we need to show every single detail everywhere? Right. Because you won't actually see it unless you go close to it. Mm. So there's a, uh, you, you know, you can approach it painterly in so many ways that will still say what needs to be said right. without... Well, this is what you're doing here then. No. Uh, and technically speaking, mm -hmm. the same thing as, for example, also in... I mean, Rembrandt is a typical example. Mm -hmm. The hands down there... Yeah, it's a little not, bit... You don't see the nail yeah. and all this But details. we know they're there. Right, yeah. because yeah. you, can, yeah. you, get, you yeah. get the main form, yeah. and that's the thing yeah. with Masaccio too. Yes, he gets yes, the main yes, form. Yes. And so you, yeah. so you buy it, yeah. so to speak. I, I think uh. Turner also talked about this. He, he, oh. I think Turner talked about that not all places in the painting need to be the focus point. Right, right. So, well, that know, would be a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a kind of exaggerated <laughs> example because, well, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah um, Turner's Turner. He's got yeah. a little bit unique there mm. in that respect. Well, I, mean, I always tell my students at least, um, you know, one, to connect mm -hmm painting to storytelling mm -hmm. and two to sort of bring in an example from a different discipline mm -hmm. so that I sort of get the, the, mm -hmm. the perspective right. Mm -hmm. I say that uh, you know if you shall get all the details mm -hmm. it's like writing a novel and mm -hmm. you describe everything going on yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's yeah. no story yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. I right? mean paint the tree. Are yeah. you going to paint every single leaf? Right. You know it's going to be a headache. Right. Well, so. well there's a story of um, Edvard Munch. Mm -hmm in uh, Monte Carlo or uh, mm -hmm. France. And he's together with another Norwegian painter who, who describes this. And this other mm -hmm. painter is much more of a naturalist. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a funny story yeah, where yeah. Skretsvik then yeah. shows his paintings of some mm -hmm. trees to a monk. And he just says, wow, mm -hmm. those trees are painted just like trees should be painted. <laughs> just kills them, right? <laughs> but but, but Skretsvik then talks about how yeah. monk 
when he's looking at it yeah. visually the the grass was sort of running up the side of the tree yeah, yeah. and so it puts drags the stroke up on the tree yeah, even yeah, though yeah. the tree itself is not green no 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 he, he paints yeah. the visual yeah, yeah, yeah. image right yeah, yeah. and i think you really need to be yeah. on your toes to yeah. to uh, be able to do that absolutely and um uh, yeah yeah i agree with that yeah but but uh, so here we go back to also sort of the a lot of other unconscious uh, osmosis mm-hmm. uh, things going on yeah. because when you're talking about not having the focus all over, as, as Turner was uh, yeah, yeah, mentioning, yeah. Uh, you mentioned something about modern movies or Did I? television. What was that? Oh, oh yes, the yeah. the uh, that uh, yeah, because uh, some of these digitally made uh, movies today that are uh, done in computer. CG, yeah, CGI, something CGI. I don't know yeah. what it's called, yeah. and everything is an extreme yeah. focus everywhere. Yeah, huge and, and so, saturation. So it's an information and, yeah. overload, mm. and actually, it kind of it doesn't attract us. It's kind of off-putting, right? You know, mm. it's like watching these new flat-screen TVs, right? You know, in addition, it's, yeah, yeah, oh, it's horrible, and right. uh, so what what is happening? You know, they're they're making a movie and. Oh, there's so many things happening at the same times mm. on the uh, same time on the screen. It's all over the place, yeah. but everything in sharp focus yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's really we can't uh, our senses can't uh, take it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think then uh, yet again mm. back to the mindset thing. Yeah. How important that is. Yeah. Yeah. If you just you don't think really mm. like mm. like oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you want to start painting, and you have that in your head, yeah, 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 yeah. then that will come out through your hand. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. So that's a, that, that's a big problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In addition, if you learn from these movies that you need to have bam, 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 going all, all the time, yeah, yeah. Then, then you're sort of screwed when it comes yeah, to having a focus in a... It's, it's kind of off-putting, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's bother, it's like, um, it's uncomfortable to watch yeah. Yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's something, yeah, I mean, you, you, we did talk about Rodin, didn't we? Rodin? Yeah. Did we? Not now, but... No, uh, sometimes. <laughs> we probably talked about him. <laughs> no, the thing about, about uh, manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he uses his big hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, uh, we're mentioning uh, Kati Kolwitz, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. Rodin a little bit in that yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, that uh, there's like... Uh, it's almost like a caricature, some, some, some way, in some respect. Right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's it makes it much more potent because yes, the, these hands are yeah, really yeah. active, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the working man's hands, you know, it's like, uh, like in Colwitz or even in Rodin, it looks really like these are like people that have been chopping down forests, you know. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I think then, if you're getting into uh, storytelling. Mm-hmm. There's there's one thing that um, uh, the children painter Javier Adams said. Mm-hmm. He talked about what well, you know. You, know, you had you have this idea of of um, of uh, uh, the the canon mm-hmm. by Polycletus. This book is mm-hmm. that he wrote. We don't have it today. No. Where he says that uh, uh, as a standard. Mm-hmm. The head should be one eighth of the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah, and yeah. then apparently, I think it was Lysippos yeah. who reduced it or increased it, yeah, however yeah, you want to look yeah, at it, yeah. to one ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the point then would be that mm-hmm. you get a more elongated body. It seems mm-hmm. grounder. Yeah. Right, because something that is farther away is gets yeah. smaller. Right. Yeah. 
And and uh, but but then he mentioned that well, you're naturally drawn to the head anyway, mm -hmm. so you don't need to give it that mm -hmm. much focus, mm -hmm. and rather pull mm -hmm. the focus to, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. the hands. That, yes, that should yes, be, yeah, you yeah. know, which is the the, the actors, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. I find it often funny when modern modernists or contemporary artists they say oh they're just painting reality as it is you know right. <laughs> I, I find that hilarious because if these people that are painted these images of people would work, walk out of their paintings oh i think God. odd said yeah, they yeah. would look like <laughs> persons from another planet you know <laughs> they would look like aliens what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are those creatures you know so <laughs> think about so, the, the burgers of Calais. Yeah, for example. Oh my God! Oh, they were the, giants, you know. The, it's really weird kind of people. My God! Yeah, one, of, one so, of the mothers of COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> think of that. But yeah. it's so. So this critique doesn't hold any water, you know, right? At all. Yeah, because it is manipulation. Yeah, and it's then, manipulation and uh, invention and all kinds of factors that play into right, right. and character and you know. Uh -huh. Okay. I wanted to return to Iceland yeah. because you told me that you had written and I think published in mm -hmm. uh, one of the uh, newspapers yeah, in Morgan an, art, yeah. in Morgan Bavid, yeah. Yeah. an article on cultural politics. Mm -hmm. We cannot escape that. No, no, of course. <laughs> one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to lay out the case that you presented in that article? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I was um, criticizing the grant system. You know, right. there's a grant system for artists mm. in Iceland. Mm. In Iceland, so like visual artists, musicians, actors, novelists, there's a lot of there's there's like a grant system for each of these group mm. groups, but it's extremely corrupt and it's provably so. Mm. But um, so I I wrote an article uh, criticizing the system and trying to point out where the points are, which is uh, what are obviously not good mm. you know so they at least they could make it fair if they wanted to but it doesn't seem like they want to right so yes i wrote this article i mean i didn't get reaction to it but i know a lot of people read it from mm. what i heard but um, so, so they weren't able to really counter most of what i had to say i think but uh, i was for example we were talking about i was talking about uh, for uh, you know, you apply for the grants, and they don't um, they don't publish all the names. So it's only the oh, names the that applicants. get the grants. Yeah, the applicants. So it's right. only the people that get the grants mm -hmm. that are published. So you see who gets the grant, but you uh, so you can for decades you can leave people out of the system, right. and no one will ever know. Right. See. So, did you apply or did you not apply? You know. So they can hide everything. And so the same people get year after year after year. But there are multiple other people mm. that are applying. And you know what? I just thought of something. Yeah. What you can do then, if you're calling for, you know, this is mm -hmm. uh, not justi justified, mm -hmm. or this is injustice, mm -hmm. you could have some independent researcher going to the files. And of course, they won't find something to show that it is Yes, I mean, I, I, I've even thought about that, you know, going just more public about it. And mm. uh, and some have made some 
uh, have been trying to do that a bit, but it's a very closed little thing, and oh, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. and the committees are corrupt. And sometimes, in what sense are they corrupt? Well, in, in some sense, you know, often, well, maybe not often, but it happens. I mean, the people know each other in the right. committees. You see who is in the committee and who is getting the 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 grants. That is totally, totally corrupt. And sometimes they even choose, you know, for, for example, in the literature, there was this example of one one writer. He was he was at the committee, and then he chose the person to be next one at the committee uh -huh. and then he chose him as the uh, as getting the grant next right. time so it kind of goes in well, circles we have the exact exact examples like that yeah it's, it's totally yeah. rotten the yeah, whole thing it right. just stinks to right. high heaven and um and uh, the funny thing about it everyone knows it right. all of the people know it and the uh, see the population i would say uh, the regular people out on the street, they are very much against this system. They mm. see it's corrupt, you know, and it does not help artists being self-reliant, you know. <laughs> no. It makes you a beggar. You'll become a beggar and they want you to become a beggar. Right. And uh, so therefore they can control, you know, and they can co control the narrative, who exhibits where, who gets the grants. So it's all a state funded thing mm. and it is... It is well, this rotten. is what they call inside trading. Yeah, it's kind of inside In trading. Yeah, yeah. Within it's, business, it's that, that's thing. punishable. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And and uh, people will get these grants year after year after year. Yeah. And also, there's no. They say that they are judging by merit, you know. Mm. But you apply. Well, what are the criteria? Yeah, what is the criteria? So they put no criteria. So they, they say this one is better than the other, but they cannot say why. Right. So you, they can't. They don't have any comparison. They might, might, if they say, well, it must reflect your time, okay, then I'm out, <laughs> you know, right. but it doesn't say that. Right. So if they really want to have a system that is true, they'll just have to tell us what kind of art we should make. And then we'll apply with that art. Right. But then and, and then, then maybe. But then they would be too specific and then they would be intolerant. Yeah, I mean, and blah, but I'm blah. just waiting for that. Yeah. I think that will be the next step. They'll just tell, you know. Because the application, they, they make the application process also more complicated than complicated, uh -huh. more bureaucratic, you know. And um, so, so it's off-putting for some artists, I mean, or some painters, because it, 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 it feels bureaucratic, it's paperwork. Right. You're not applying with a piece of art, you know, or, or something you've created. You don't you're, deliver you're, you're, Anything specific that you yeah you I mean made. you can you can send in but you know they'll look at their your resume first and right. then w whatever you d do it's the resume you know it's not what uh, uh, there there is no meritocracy in this mm. because they they don't judge the works and that's no, that's I, how I, it should be no I mean I know. I know from yeah. from uh, own experience that mm -hmm. that you know <clears throat> I heard. From this uh, art critic, and she said straight out that if you are somehow connected with, it's quite ironic. It's like the mm. well, you can say least socialist or most liberalist party in Norway, yeah, yeah, the, which is ironically called the Progress Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she said that if you're anyway connected with them, mm. you're screwed when it comes mm. to the cultural life, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting grants or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, we it. everyone knows you yeah. have to sh show your Marxist credentials. You yeah. know, everyone knows that, and even I know artists that don't even believe in it. That say it just to uh, get a chance. You know? Right. 
right. you know, just to pretend that you are on the right side. But then, then you're in a, in a situation where you're, you're basically encouraged to create political propaganda. Yeah, in a way. Instead I mean, you're, of, I mean you're the, well, we can go into virtue signaling, but yeah. of course, I mean, yeah, it's, it is kind of going that way, you yeah. know, in a way, because your political opinions, or you might not even have political opinions, but they'd paint. rather choose right. someone yeah. that has an opinion that is correct, yeah, yeah. you know, about the variety of things. And that's extremely evil, I think. Mm. And I think that's a very bad judgment. You know, you can have your own opinions. That's not what they're, they should be focusing on. Yeah, and I think there's also you know? a question of when you have the state mm -hmm. doing everything from education mm -hmm. to buying, conserving, mm -hmm. sending people abroad, educating yeah. art historians, yeah. but like all across the board. Yeah, yeah. It's not that they are totally dominant, but they, yeah. are, they are completely you know, owning the market. Absolutely. And of course, creating a demand in that direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you yeah. would take that away, yeah. you would not get all of these uh, people, you know, opportunists coming there because they can get money yeah, just yeah. right by me being uh, political. Right? Yeah, I wanted to add one thing. I, I mean, of course, when you're applying for, for example, a grant, it should be a blind application. Right. There should be no name attached to it. You mm -hmm. only apply with the works you do yeah. And then the committee members should not know of each other. Right. And they should uh, th come from a variety of backgrounds. They should not all come from art. They, you, you can have a, someone who's working in the fishing industry, in the banking industry, and maybe some artists, you know, three, four. And then they make votes on, on and then based on the merit of the works. So you apply with works. Mm. You don't apply with... Uh, and th that way you could make a much more interesting, fair and more fun system, actually, mm. because you would get actually much more variety. And this is what you were writing in that article. Right? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about those things among others. Also, yeah. you know, I, I would support getting tax uh, that that uh, companies or peop individuals that uh, purchase art or painting, that they get some tax reduction, mm. you know, because, mm. you know, we to level the playing field, right. you know. And I, I think, I mean, one thing to the degree that the state should do something, what it well, could do is to not do anything. <laughs> well, that would be best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I were yeah. a dictator, I would, yeah. of course, just throw away the system immediately. Right. Yeah, because we would get much better uh, creative potential, I think, out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, because I, I talked... Because um, we're helping the helpless, you know. Yeah. And people who don't want to help themselves. I mean, I can't say that of everyone. Yeah, and just you know. political opportunists yeah, yeah. Out, outright. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about like one thing that the state could do, because we do need some kind of state structure, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is to the least harm you could do is if you are somehow registered as a painter or a ceramicist or whatever author. Mm -hmm you could get some kind of a uh, cut at the bottom, uh, what do you call it? Um, you don't start paying taxes before yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, amount, whatever. Yes, yes. yes because, yes. I mean, one thing yeah. that that's for sure is that you have this, your whole mindset on the, paying the next month's rent. Yes. Where will it come from, yeah, right? Exactly. And then instead yeah. of all that application, yeah. these things taking place, yeah. and it's yeah. unfair, yeah. you just get to keep your own mm -hmm. money <clears throat> until a certain yes. level, right? I just would like to add one thing, you know, of course, when, when you speak about these things, you have to say, 
you know, of course, there are always exceptions in every, you know, there are some people who get it that mm, yeah, yeah. probably are, you know, doing good things. And I know that. But uh, on the whole, it's not a good right. system. Right. It's so, not, uh, you cannot. So I'm not saying they're bad people, you know, that get it. They're not, you know, it's like, but they use the system that is available. And, uh, and if the system is corrupt, some people will just use it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I th and I think it also is, it's a question of, and again and again, coming back to the whole mindset, <clears throat> what you teach people, because, because when the state is also involved in education, mm -hmm. and then of course the education about art or painting, mm -hmm. uh, then what they teach young mm -hmm. kids is that Picasso was such a hero because he's drive to be a part of his time. Mm -hmm. And then you're teaching them that mm -hmm. the, the moral ideal is to be an opportunist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so one thing yeah, is, is, yeah, is yeah. sort of the lack of, well, diversity yes. that, that, that uh, comes as a, a consequence yeah, of cultural yeah. politics, but it also is, it's yeah. the mindset that yeah. is, is created. It's funny, they talk a lot about diversity, yeah, but yeah. they don't mean it. Right. You know? They, they right. talk a lot about diversity, but you don't see that reflected yeah. when you go to the shows and yeah. the galleries and, well, and where the grants go. Yeah. You don't see any diversity yeah. at all. Well, I mean, it's like... You know when a, when a state is called what what yeah. it, is it called, the People's Republic of North Korea, mm. or is it uh, that's China? This I don't know if North Korea is the same thing, but yeah, you, probably you, something you know similar. That there's something fishy going on here. If it's the People's Republic, then it's obviously yeah. not the People's yeah. Republic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this is a Freudian uh, Freudian thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh, tell us about that. Speaking of figurative painters mm. and their position in Iceland, mm. and uh, uh, I think as far as I understand it, the only place where that's different is mm. in China, mm. as Cheng Wu told me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was one specific exhibition at uh, Karvalstadir yeah, yeah, yeah. that you, you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Re yeah, recently there was uh, uh, there an exhibition on realist art. Uh, I don't remember the theme. Well, the, the, the title of the show, but kind of uh, realist art uh, for, for some decades in Iceland from the 50s or <clears throat> something like that. To the modern times, mm. but but you know they left out all the uh, all the people you could really call realists. Right. So you know, of course, these people are uh, incompetent. Mm. You know, they don't know even what. Even, but I I think it's more being left out on purpose. Right. It's not like, you know, you would like to say they're incompetent. You know, but they have a mission. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you but know, they have a mission. I mean, let's it, it, let's leave that out. It's a little bit too. Dirty or something? I mean, oh, he's he's doing these paintings that look like they may have been done in the 17th century, but that doesn't fit our narrative. But mm. they are. I mean, even though it's yeah. a realist painting, or you know, yeah. so so they they left out. And actually, there was um, an art historian who wrote uh, an article about it, which was a very good thing. And he's brave to to write about it, and I appreciate that. And he mentioned a few names that were not. Uh, reflected in this exhibition and my name also. Mm -hmm. I mean, I should have been there, obviously. And um, but there's a few others also that were not. So you think e either these people are incompetent or stupid, or, or they have, they have uh, ideal. You know, it has to be one of An those agenda. things. Yeah, uh, agenda. Because I think, in some ways, it's sort of being too. 
nice to say that they are uh, bad painters because that would imply that they try to be good painters somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think yeah. that's the point. But but yeah. it's was it so that also outright amateurs were included or was it just sort of well, typical art? there were people who probably, I mean, you could have found a lot of other painters that had more uh, reason to be there than right. them, you right. know. Okay. So, so it's because kind of ideologically driven. You, yeah. you, you, you get people in there. It's like when they had an exhibition with a video screen, mm. and they said, "This is the new kind of painting." Mm. You know, we, because it's color. Uh, yeah, because the video screen yeah. is also that's a painting too. Yeah, you know. I know. I so know. they, so they redefine what a painting is. Yeah, and, and they maybe redefine also what realism is. Right. You know. So they're always playing with words and and screwing up these uh, yeah. these well, terms. Well, that, that's a critical theory idea. Yeah. You go into a term and then you just make it rot from the inside. Yeah, yeah. And you invert it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's it. what what yeah. Kant does, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember talking to uh, someone about that. How what Kant says about art, fine art, mm-hmm. and then the person said, "Well, no, he's, he wasn't talking about fine art. He was talking about art as knowledge, mm-hmm. which only makes it even mm-hmm. more weird mm-hmm. because then he's saying that." Uh, uh, Art mm-hmm. knowledge means that you should not have knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that that idea then mm-hmm. of perverting or inverting mm-hmm. at least terms yes. Yes. is is what's going yeah, on yeah. when they when they're doing absolutely. that. Absolutely, right? and I think, and they play a lot with words and meaning yeah. of words, and uh, yeah, they turn them upside down, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's uh, yet again mm-hmm. back to the mindset mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. because you might easily get tricked by that. Mm-hmm. And accept that because yeah. this is the the yeah. state, you know, putting their stamp of approval mm-hmm. on what is being shown because mm-hmm. they wouldn't show it if there were no experts judging mm-hmm. by some criteria. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, if if that didn't wasn't the case, then you know why why are these people here? Right? Yeah, exactly. That that's what people believe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they be, uh, yeah yeah that's yeah they're controlling the narrative in a way. Maybe. But yeah. but then you're also getting to how. Uh, art, uh, mm. I mean, fine art, yeah, yeah. is judged. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about that? How, fi- how fine art is judged? Judged, yeah, contemporary art. I mean, true art. Uh, how is that judged? I mean, I, I guess it's judged on how socially conscious you are, how much yeah. you virtue signal, how much you are following your zeitgeist, all these things that we've heard repeat- repeatedly for, you know, ages. Mm. And um, I, I guess you judge on those, if you would call those merits. Mm. But uh, that's how I see it, at least. It looks like as though it's judging the intention of the artist, not the outcome. You know, mm-hmm. does he have good intentions? You know, right? Is he is he doing it for the common good or for the right reasons? But um, skill or something like that, old-fashioned ideas like that don't, don't have to be involved, you know. Mm. It's, it's, uh, you're making statements right. in, in, in some way. And then you're really getting into uh, something I wanted to hear your thoughts yeah, yeah. on, and that is uh, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. Because then you are, uh, you just said it, you're judging someone's intentions. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. not... The, not this, the deeds, the, the, not, not the work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So if you have good intentions, you know, if you have the, the right intentions, yeah. you think correctly, you'll be, you know, they will celebrate that. And uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then, of course, virtue signaling is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think now we will all, uh, I mean, now in the next few months or years, I don't know, we'll, I think we'll only see virtue signaling. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, I think that's <clears throat> the, the well, you see that already, you know, it's showing how, you know, people showing others how good they are and their right opinions about things, you know, mm. like uh, activism, mm. you know, this, this uh, showing the world that you have the, the correct opinions about things and, and uh, the bad sides of others, mm. you know. And, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think <laughs> the problem then again yeah. is that what you make then becomes so flat it right? be, yeah, because it, it's so predictable. And it becomes childish yeah. almost. Yeah. It's yeah. like what is now on the news? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have to do, you know, a piece about that. You yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, there's something happening in the Middle East. And maybe I'll do a art piece about that. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is a never-ending story. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a propaganda for uh, certain opinions that you'll get uh, some clap on the back for it, you know. You'll, someone will say, yeah, you, you have the right opinions about things, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you're going with the flow. But, of course, we know that dead fish go with the flow. <laughs> Live fish, they swim upstream. <laughs> and... Uh, that's what we should be doing. <laughs> I, <clears throat> that was a good one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit that way. We say that sometimes. But <laughs> well, you're not encouraged to go against the, against the tide, you know. You're not encouraged to go against the zeitgeist. And you can say that's the stream in some way. Uh, well, I... I um, I remember when I was living in Iceland yeah. uh, for half a year, which was, as I told you, was like living on an asteroid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is like so an I asteroid. know what how that feels like now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was reading Norman Kahn, mm -hmm. The Inner Demons of Europe, mm -hmm. and I'll get to the point now. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. a it's a metaphor, I think, for what's going on in yes. in the art world, culture, yeah. politics, yeah. distinct yeah. yeah. virtue signaling that the we're talking about. Which is so common. Uh, and he was describing a situation where a woman was mm -hmm. accused of being a witch. Mm. And she had been flying on her broom mm. out the window and going to uh, the witch Sabbath or witch yeah, meeting, yeah, meeting yeah, or whatever yeah, you call yeah, it. Yeah, witch meeting. Uh, but then in court, the husband said that, no, she was lying beside me in bed. Mm -hmm. snore. I could hear her snore, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But, of course, what he didn't realize was mm -hmm. that she had left a log mm -hmm. in, the, in bed uh -huh. that looked like her yeah, so yeah. that she could fly out of the window yeah. and go to the witch meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it strikes me that, that that's, st stories like that are, are typical things that you used to illustrate how stupid people were, mm -hmm. were before, right? Mm -hmm. In old, old, olden days, you know, mm -hmm. when everybody was walking like they, they did in, the, in the early movies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and now we're so much smarter. Yeah. And as I was reading that, I attended a, a there was actually there was a private grant uh, um, uh, venue where they would were uh, were um, giving grant to 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 artists that mm. should go to Berlin of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And one was just posting some photos, the other one was making just really, really bad mm -hmm. figurative painting. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at the faces of these people standing mm -hmm. there, sort of mm -hmm. in awe mm -hmm. of these people getting grants for what mm -hmm. they'd done that, that was uh, valuable. Yeah, right? yeah. And it struck me that the similarity is that when people don't look at reality, mm -hmm. they accept that reality does not exist. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. when that's these crazy. things start that's happening. That's when the craziness and there's no uh, objectivity, there's everything is subjective, nihilistic, depending on the point of view, uh, you know, all these things that are yeah. so, uh, that we see so much in society, you know, yeah. that um, it's, it's almost frightening, you know, you don't have an ob objective reality anymore, Right. you know, and it's kind of, uh, right. it's spooky. I, that, that, that's, that struck me now. We were talking about it in the Kiev Polish team, mm -hmm. and uh, this how this idea of what happens with with uh, uh, in modern times, where you have this idea that you cannot know reality fully. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So you're, you're sort of detached visually mm -hmm. from from reality, and on the other hand, craft. Mm -hmm. An imitation is taken away, mm -hmm. so that which is your ability yes. to recreate yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're sort of doubly shut yeah. off yes. from reality, yes. and then it's a question of, of what what that leads to. And mm -hmm. that's why where I thought it was really interesting, mm -hmm. uh, where you brought in, uh, uh, we'll not talk specifically about this, no, book, no, but, but the, ho yeah. the whole idea of this uh, union yeah, con concept, concept of, of, concept of, the, of shadow. the shadow. I, I find it very interesting yeah. and helpful, also just for uh, for myself, yeah. you know. Because yeah. just to realize my own shadow a yeah. little bit, yeah. and there, that's where it started. But I think it's very relevant to today, and yeah. I, I and I would really encourage people to read about, educate themselves about yeah. Jung's uh, concepts of the shadow, yeah, because it's. I think it's really we're seeing that really blow out in society now right. everywhere. Yeah. So and just regards to cancel culture and all these things. Right, so, so a little bit just about what the shadow is uh, well, per se. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, because we're going the to theory, relate that to, yeah, the to culture. Yeah, and, the, and, uh, the theory is a little bit that, uh, you're, you know, you're suppressing uh, your kind of bad side. You mm -hmm. know, we have this uh, good and bad side, the shadow side that we're is a unconscious side of us that everyone has you know this this evil bad side mm. you know which is which uh, is the dr jekyll and mr yeah, dr. jekyll and yin and yang the devil yeah. and god yeah. mm. you know all these different aspects like that um so we press uh, re repress these um these dark sides and we're taught to repress them in mm. our upbringing and by society uh, not accepted uh, sides, so not and, socially accepted. Not socially ac accepted, and uh, yeah. yeah. So we we uh, we repress these sides, and uh, which is not a good thing because we, according to the literature, we should integrate those sides, but mm. not fall into them. Mm. You know, you don't become the dark side. You know. So so, so you, you, so you have to, them. yeah. You have to realize that uh, be conscious of your sides and yeah. uh, of those sides of you but you can do that uh, for example by um, by looking at your projections what you project onto other people what aspects of other people you hate or dislike mm. you know are they greedy selfish uh, hateful you know and you dislike that uh, so maybe it's your uh, subconscious telling you 
those are your problems. Right. Yeah. So, so, so it turns everything upside down. I mean, you could do it also by analyzing your, your uh, dreams, daydreams, uh, such things, you know, or fantasies. Um, so there's a few ways to, if you, if you study this literature, few ways to discover where your shadow lies, you know, but, um, but it seems like this shadow, you know, this dark side tends to come out very much in, uh, righteous people they're fighting right. for activists they're fighting for that's the a truth. key term uh, righteousness yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes the, the righteousness you know because uh, they know the truth you know and everyone who, who is against them is the enemy uh, is evil yeah you don't agree with me you are a bad person basically but they, then they are probably projecting you know onto others what is in themselves mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. If, if I understand the, 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 the idea correctly. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, like Carl uh, Gustav Jung said, he said, uh, uh, you know, I'd rather be whole than good, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So you have to right. kind of look and, and find out these, these sides of you that are, that are uh, these dark sides, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and you have to integrate them. And, and, and somehow you can, uh, I mean, he talks about uh, do, using creativity yeah. to, to release this dark energy. Right. So like, um, like in painting, for example, you know. But I, I, I sometimes have a feeling, I, that it may be wrong, you know, if, if, if we think about cancel culture. Like, um, let's just take... Um, I mean, Michael Jackson or, or, or people that are just being canceled for doing something, some behavioral issues, some, something that they've done that, that we find a bit scandalous or, or wrong. But maybe that dark side was actually part of their creative process. And that's why they were maybe good at what they were doing, because they were in touch with their dark side, uh-huh. you know. And so, I, I, so according to... Uh, to Jung, uh, that you have a creative potential if you are in touch with those aspects of yourself. Well, you I, I'm, I'm thinking about one thing, that, that, yeah. and that is, I mean, if you shall judge intentions mm-hmm. and 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 sort of other things around it, like mm-hmm. like uh, the, the Norwegian sort of equivalent mm-hmm. of of Jonsson uh, Vigeland, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they love showing that he was not so nice to his wife or whatever mm-hmm. and that sort of gives them a more upper hand on him and then his works uh, they're, they're not so good it after degrades all the word because he, because was he behaved nice badly yeah uh, and yeah. you, have, you have i mean what, what is the consequence then you should not like caravaggio because yeah. caravaggio killed the man yeah, yeah or leonardo started working for the french king so he was yeah, a traitor i mean should i uh, stop yeah. looking at woody allen movies i liked woody allen movies <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I grew up watching them <laughs> I really enjoyed them, and I now I'm not supposed to look at them anymore. Yeah. I mean, they said they were thinking they were. I think they were talking about Renoir, mm. you know, taking down his painters, yeah, Balthus, you know. Storm will come. They've done uh, yeah, there, Beethoven a, and uh, and, and one um, of the pre-Raphaelites in right. England. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. They put like war trigger warnings on it or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. total insanity. But yeah. this is like, this is kind of you are projecting onto some your belief system or your your darkness onto things. You know yeah, that yeah. are. I think yeah. that's a, that's a kind of a projection. Okay, but thing. I mean, that uh, you see it. That that's the irony. That um, several people have pointed that out. <clears throat> Among one, uh, I think mm -hmm. I mentioned in the conversation with Yujo, a black officer in America, mm -hmm. speaking of these so-called riots now, uh, who, and, and there are black officers who mm -hmm. experience that these white yeah, anti-racists use racist slurs against them. Yeah. And that must sort of be the, the, the example it's, of, <laughs> of it's the like, dark side. <laughs> it's like some kind of overcompensation thing, you know, you're yeah, overcompensating yeah. in some way. But so, I, I, so, so it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, it's uh, difficult to understand. It's so crazy. Well, it, it seems to be an illustration of that, yeah. uh, that projection, yes, that, that, yes, that actually, shadow, exactly. uh, shadow thing. And I'm thinking one thing then is that <clears throat> if you are uh, thinking like that, I mean, there's another term by, by Jung, the, the whole idea of persona, mm -hmm. which is, I, I yeah. think you could say your public mask, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And he's saying that you shouldn't identify with mm -hmm. persona. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like Joe Rogan said about being yeah. famous. Mm -hmm. It's a trick that works on others, but it shouldn't work on you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, if the magician himself believes he is yeah. actually pulling the rabbit out of the hat mm -hmm. and the rabbit was not in the box mm -hmm. underneath, mm -hmm. then the magician mm -hmm. has a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so if you identify with the sort of the public mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. and you are, I mean, and for mm -hmm. many people, what they feel is what yeah, is consensus yeah, at yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. And if everything that is not yeah. socially acceptable becomes pushed mm -hmm. out, rejected mm -hmm. and pushed out yeah. to the shadow, mm -hmm. then I think that le leaves or creates a grand hubris yes, problem. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's hubris disguised as goodness. You yeah, know? yeah, but that's the whole yeah, point, because, right? because then you know you are yeah, good, and, and you can just yeah. So it's this excessive self pride, yeah. or yeah. you know, this ex uh, excessive knowing it all. Right. Kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then there's this thing about virtue signaling. Then, mm -hmm. if you want to show that you are mm -hmm. uh, abiding by mm -hmm. by uh, you know the light, not the mm -hmm. shadow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then. Uh, you you get into a situation where you make this way too literal, mm -hmm. too political, too time referenced. Uh, works, yes, right? yes, yeah. When you start and that, that doing, can, yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yes, and I, I think that can backfire. You know, yeah, I think that can backfire. Also, people have to be careful on not uh, should not be speaking too much on behalf of people. There's the problems. There there are problems they don't understand. Right. You know, you're speaking behalf of someone that you have known well, nothing you, you, of their life. Well, you, know? you could, but it, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean it's like yeah. white people in the West ended yeah, slavery. Yeah, yeah. So they were speaking on behalf of other people that yeah, yeah, yeah. experienced yeah. and didn't share. But I mean, but, I mean, I mean it, in this case, we're talking about people who... Yeah, but I think in, they understand the plight of people. You know, they understood the... Yeah, right. Of, because in this case, we're yeah. just talking about yeah. this is an excuse to... Uh, um, uh, to Control uh, or... Yeah, policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Policing, yeah. yeah. It's like they don't want to get rid of the police, they want to be the, the yeah, police. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a horrible issue. <laughs> yeah. um, there's one thing, last mm. thing. Okay. We're sort of not changing subjects, but still. You mentioned something about Tarkovsky. I want to, to yeah. round off with 
that to really get sort of get up again <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was reading a little bit a bit on tarkovsky and i i just noticed i mean he he was disappointed seemed like with um like the development of art in the 20th century mm -hmm. he said it was anti-spiritual you know so and I, I didn't get that that it was anti-spiritual and oh yeah okay, that okay. there was lacking yeah. spirituality right so i i think that is like one factor in you know people grab maybe i mean things to believe in okay say say religion and spirituality is out well what did uh, well i'll just become an environmentalist that's like a religion or you know i'll become some kind of activist from so for some other fight mm. you know it's like you're grabbing or yeah i mean contemporary art is almost like a religious church um, so you're belonging to something that is like a substitute for spirit, spirituality, right. genuine spirituality. A cause. Uh, yeah, some kind of a cause to fight for right. or to believe in. And um, so I just, I, I was reading in, uh, and because I, I, I love his movies and what he does. So, uh, you know, I, I, I found it interesting that he talks about that. And I think there's some basic lack of spirituality and uh, and when i mean spirituality not necessarily the religion but i mean probably could be that in some some ways but uh, that you have an inner life mm. that uh, it's not just all out there you know what is inside yourself you know well, I, is there is there a hidden world within you or or or, or uh, you know is there some mystery or is it just all activism? You know, mm. what, what is, and I, I, I think there's something there. I don't know what yeah. it is exactly, but I got a kind of a gut feeling that we're missing something, lacking in, in, in a spiritual, yeah. uh, something lacking a spiritual context in our lives. Yeah, I think it it has to do with that things should be important. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Campbell does say that. Yeah. Like one of the functions of myth is to I'm slightly paraphrasing, yeah, is, to, yeah. is to reconnect you with the mystery of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, that's what, what um, there's this movie uh, based on a Samic myth, uh, The Pathfinder, I think would be the okay. English title. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember it made a real impression on me as a young mm -hmm, boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's one scene where uh, this man has killed a beer. Mm. And that shows that he has such a great power mm -hmm. that the woman who's helping him, mm -hmm. she has to look at him through this sort of a, a circle made mm -hmm. of leather mm -hmm. because his power is so great that mm -hmm. if she should look at him without it, she would she would die. Or, something or, would happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, something bad. And, and I think yeah. you'd be quite stupid to, to, mm -hmm. to see that as a literal point mm -hmm. Because it's a, it's a metaphor, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I think what the, the problem is, for example, with you have painters like Lucien Freud, and there mm -hmm. can be some painterly qualities there yeah, too. I yeah. saw his retrospective. Yeah, yeah. But there is none of that. There is mm -hmm. none of that looking mm -hmm. at that person through that lens no, 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 no. because that person is so special. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. a, that's a major... Yeah, yeah major point that is lost. Yeah, I mean, Lucien Freud, is, uh, he's got an all kind of, you know, it's all there somehow, mm. you know, in front of you. There mm. isn't, isn't a lot of mystery, mm -hmm. I couldn't say. So. Although a lot of painters have been 
inspired by his work. Mm. I was among them for a time, mm. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any words for the future for us? I would say be brave, speak out. Mm. Yeah, because if you have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain, and uh, then you're you you can do a lot of things. Stefan Bolter, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to the Kiva Palace. Thank you. And thank you for watching. Remember, you can support our show at patreon.com slash and I'll see you next month. <laughs>